All right, all right, everybody, and welcome back to the Seeds of Change podcast. I am your host, Mark A. Turnipseed, and I am happy to be here today. It is a bright, shining Monday, windy, windy, tumultuous Monday in Boca Raton, Florida. And I am stoked today because today, today I shaved my face. Actually, yesterday I shaved my face. Shaving my face for me represents a challenge. It represents a challenge because I get so used to having, you know, a little bit of coverage on my face. And it seems silly as I share this, but it is actually a challenge for me to shave my face. It's actually a challenge for me to... to change my appearance from from what I'm used to seeing in the mirror, right? Uh, a, a few years ago, I remember challenging myself greatly. A lot of people challenged themselves greatly during, during COVID, and that was when we all decided to shave our heads. Now, I had done it because I started to feel like I was starting to lose my hair. I was starting to lose my hair rather, rather rapidly, right? And I didn't really want to go through the whole process, the painful process of watching it start to decrease in its production. I didn't want to go bald. And so I decided, you know, instead of this, I'm just going to bite the bullet. Instead of like suffering through the pain of slow decay, I am just going to bite the bullet and I'm going to shave my head. Well, I had no idea what I was in for when I did that. And I don't think a lot of people across the U.S. during COVID, a lot of guys were really into what was going to happen psychologically when we shaved our heads. But for me, I actually, when when it happened... A lot of things happened, actually. It was, it was a very, like, it was a very stimulating situation. I remember, I remember taking the, the buzzer to my head and actually getting a little bit of sexual excitement from it, right? I did, I was so confused by it because I was shaving my head and it was so, it was so interestingly stimulating and, and, and nerve wracking in a sense that it almost caused some sort of stimulation inside of, inside of my arousal states. And I really was confused by it. But anyway, I started to recognize that, that as I go through, you know, serious, serious challenges, that stimulation, right? That stimulation when I really, when I really don't think that I can, that I can, um, that I can see myself doing something and then I'm, I'm go and, and as I'm doing it, that sort of stimulation can really fill me up in ways that, that even sex can fill me up. Right. Like for instance, like when I'm, when I'm working out, right. I often like to kind of sexualize the energy behind my workout, if that makes any sense. I like, I like to, I like to look at my muscle and really breathe into it, really breathe into it and really feel like the endorphins and feeling the chemicals as they start to change as I lift up one rep. Uh, you can feel you can feel the chemicals as you get begin to get more and more mindful and more and more attached to who you are and how the body functions, how the thoughts flow through you. Then you're going to start to experience a different chemical when you're down here and a different chemical when you're up. 
in the full upright position and a different chemical as you're letting go. The eccentric and concentric motions of fitness, for instance, they release different chemicals. And as you start to get more and more invested in your fitness and spend more and more time in it, then you're going to start to recognize that these chemicals serve different purposes. And you can actually, you can actually really put your mind into these chemicals and you could start to recognize that these chemicals are the same types of chemicals that go on during sex, during work, during your rush hour traffic. It's the same type of chemicals. And so learning how to harness and fasten them in fitness can help you learn how to harness and fasten them outside of that, right? But now for something along the lines of... oh. That term is called generalization, by the way. And generalization is going to be a very important concept in almost everything that we talk about in the Seeds of Change podcast. Generalization is basically when you 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 learn some sort of psychological um, aspect about yourself in one area of your life, like diet or like um, or like fitness, and then you take that the lessons that you learned in it, you take those lessons and you apply it to other areas of your life, right? So if I learn to be disciplined in my diet and I learn to eat healthy in my diet, then I can take that into other areas and I can learn that the stuff that I put in in my relationships is also going to feed me much like the food in my diet, right? So the diet that I'm having can be generalized to having healthy relationships, Right? You can do the same thing with anxieties. So cold water plunging, for instance. When I started cold water plunging about nine years ago, it was on accident after I, after I had a panic attack in the water and I decided that I wouldn't take, cold, I wouldn't take warm showers. I was going to take cold showers until I was comfortable enough to be inside of the cold that I could always catch my breath so I would never have a panic attack when I thought I was going to die in the water. So what ended up happening by me constantly putting myself under the pressure of this cold water every single day for two years, I developed a stronger ability to control my anxiety when my sympathetic nervous system starts to go out of control. I start to breathe fast. I start My, my heart starts to pound. My palms get sweaty. I'm getting anxious. In those moments, I can generalize what I learned from my cold plunging, and I can bring it into that situation. I can calm down my central nervous system response to the stressful situation that's now causing this anxiety, right? That is the pure example of the generalization concept as it pertains to psychological sciences. Now, I'm going to use the generalization concept with shaving my face. We just did it with fitness. We just did it with diet. And now we're going to look at shaving my face, right? So shaving my face, what does that do? Like what, what, what inside of us changes when we change the way that we appear, right? The way that we appear, the way that I appear to myself and to the world is a very important thing. It's your self-image, y'all. Your self-image, the way that you view yourself is going to affect how you present yourself and your situations throughout the day, right? So if I shave my face and then when I shave my face, I develop a, a baby face, then am I going to start to feel more like a baby, right? More like a baby and less like a man. 
is that going to happen? And if that does happen, how am I going to to process this? And how am I going to stay an effective individual? How am I going to stay the man that inside of my head that I want to be, right? So if something changes on your outside, maybe you shave your face, maybe you start losing your hair, or maybe, I don't know, maybe you get injured and you start gaining weight because you can't go to the gym as much. Maybe something else happens. Maybe you have a baby and you start gaining weight because you can't go to the gym as much. Maybe you start a new job and you you start gaining weight, right? There's all sorts of reasons why we can change. For myself, I mean, I've changed. Uh, for y'all who know my story, right? In the past three years, I've changed a whole bunch, right? I love change. I've learned to love change. I've also learned that when I don't change, when my little heart wants to change and I don't let it, I... I end up very, very depressed. I end up very sad. But the thing is, when I do change, then I also become sad. I also become kind of depressed because because there, when I after right after I change, it's like there's a conflict of who was the last person that I was and who's this new person and what am I ever going to be able to go back to that old person? For instance, like when you adopt when I adopted a gym lifestyle, a healthy health and wellness fitness lifestyle, I had to put to death right. I had to put to death this old person who was no longer me anymore, and in doing so. The daily pushing that old person back to the side is a challenge for me. It's a challenge and it hurts and it also feels a little bit off and a little bit weird, right? It feels like, how am I, how am I presenting myself? I, 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 I'm different now, right? I'm different. And if, and if I feel different on the inside, then I should be portraying difference on the outside, right? And so, but there's some things... There's some things like in the health and wellness lifestyle, like that's something that when you make the change, you want to protrude that on the outside, right? But what about for something like shaving my face, right? Where I take it off and then I feel a little bit less than, right? What about those situations? When I shave my face, I feel less than. I feel like I'm younger. I feel like people don't take me as serious. So I shaved this face. And then I went to a fundraiser, this big old important like uh, lymphatic and lymphoma society, you know, fundraiser where where people are, you know, raising up their things, do $50,000 contributions, right? And I'm I'm sitting next to this man. I'm sitting next to this doctor who I think that in other situations might have not responded this way, but I'm sitting there having a talk with him and I'm talking about, you know, the wonderful advances that we're making. We're, we, we, I mean, he's talking mostly about the wonderful advances that he's making in the, the, the research of cancer. And I'm so thrilled about it. And then he leans over to me and he goes, he goes, so did you rent that tux? Actually, actually, he said something along these lines. Do you even own a tux? Did you rent that tux for the night? And I, <laughs> I looked over him. I said, how old do you think that I am? That I wouldn't have a tux? I mean, I guess like not everybody has a tux, but man, I do a lot of these. <laughs> I do a lot of these events. I've got to have a tux. I also do a lot of weddings. I got to have a tux. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess a lot of people don't, but really I'm 36 years old. I should probably have a black tie attire to be able to go. I just, I don't really understand what he was thinking there, but it also made me recognize it. My girlfriend, right before leaving, she said, 
Oh, look at you. You shaved your face. You got a baby face, right? So I know that I look younger, right? When I shaved my face. And I know that, that when I look in the mirror, even it makes me go, ah, who is this guy? You know, I, I, I'll, I'll be walking through my house and I'll look around the mirror and I'll get shocked. I'll jump a little bit because I don't really recognize who I am. And it sounds like sometimes when I'm out in public that that incongruency of I don't really recognize who I am comes out with other people too because they ask things like, do you even own a tux while I'm wearing one sitting at a fundraiser with them? Like, an equal with them sitting at their fundraiser and they're asking me if I, I don't know. It baffled my mind a little bit. I didn't take it too personal in the moment, right? I didn't take it personal in the moment until afterwards. And I was like, that was a very curious question that he asked me, but I wonder if it relates to me coming off as younger because my face is shaved. Now, I know that I'm not alone out there. We all have these little things that we do to our appearances. We have these little these little tweaks that we might make to our personality that are, are going to be a challenge. Now, one thing I like most about these little challenges is that when we do these little challenges, they're, they're kind of humbling, right? They're kind of humbling because they challenge me to recognize like what is truly me, what feelings that come in what what truth about me is is really true? What how can I be the same in this situation? No matter what I'm wearing and no matter what I look like and no matter what I present as, how can I be the same? How can I get the same fulfillment, the same satisfaction out of this situation no matter what I am feeling like or expressing myself as? How? Well, I've got a, 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 a little seed of change tidbit here. I notice that in my life, the number one way to get over challenges is first, there's first an acceptance. So there's first an acceptance. And, and inside of this, this acceptance, there's got to be this, this yearning almost, this yearning for, for an acceptance of something so much deeper, right? So much deeper than just saying, I have a baby face, <laughs> right? When I shave, I have a baby face. This acceptance needs to run so much deeper than this. This acceptance needs to run in, in the course that is running through my very, the, my very bones and my blood, right? I need to accept the fact that it, not that I have a baby face, I need to accept the amount, the, the, the fact that it doesn't matter if I even have a face <laughs> type, type of mentality. Now, if I do that, if I do that, if I accept that no matter if I even have a face. Now, that's such a that's such a huge concept. So instead of that, maybe think, what if I have every face? So what if what if I have both the ugliest face and the most beautiful of faces all at the same time? What if what if that's the case? What if as I present to people uh, who who are up there who are in front of me, what if I present to them like I'm every face? Like I'm like I'm one face. Like I'm all or nothing. 
type mentality. That means when I do that, I'm kind of accepting the fact that my face doesn't actually matter. And that acceptance is a lot different than accepting that I have a baby face, right? Accepting that you have a certain baby face or accepting this, that, or the other issue about you is going to fill that mind with some issue, right? It's going to be like, oh, now I got to present myself as not a baby face. So instead of doing that, the first thing is accepting that it really doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't matter what your face is like. It really doesn't matter what your face is like, right? And I know this to be a solid, solid truth. I know this to be a truth. And I know this to be a truth because in that same situation, if I had not been kind of feeling that way, then he might have not been expressing himself that way and asking me if I even owned a tux. You know, I don't know. It might have been the case. We can't ever say that. But I can say that I know for a fact that my fulfillment in the situation would have been different. My interaction, my takeaway would have been different had I had been more centered in, in that place. The second thing that I recognize is really, really important, right? After I accept something, the number one thing that I have to do is always prioritize, okay? Prioritize means it may, you might not be perfect at it, but prioritize being open and vulnerable. Being open and vulnerable rather than being closed and, 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 and shoving off something that's there, something that's apparently there. Open and vulnerable with it. Now, when I'm open and vulnerable with it, here's what happens in that situation. So if I'm not open and vulnerable with it, then I start to resist the situation. He says something like, you don't even own a tux, you little kid, while I'm sitting at the table with him, enjoying the wonderful dinners. And by the way, he didn't make a big fund either. He didn't, he didn't fundraise either. So, you know, neither one of us were sitting there like big, huge spenders, like I'm better than you, right? Neither one of us were, were more the colleague than the other. Yet, at the same time, that thing was happening. So what, once that thing happens, if I'm closed off and not vulnerable, if I'm closed off and I have not accepted it, if I have not accepted that this, that, that it doesn't really matter, right? That I have a baby face or it doesn't really matter that I have acne or it doesn't really matter that I'm a little bit overweight. If I have not accepted that, then the next step, the vulnerable open part is going to be freaking impossible. You've got to become open and vulnerable so that you can not take so personal the things that come at you in this in this world, right? So if I'm open and vulnerable and I've accepted it, then when that situation comes and he responds, do you even have a tux or did you rent that tux? Then I'm able to then laugh about it with him. I'm able to laugh about it. I can be open and I can be vulnerable. I can open up instead of guarding and instead of being like, of course I have a tux, motherfucker. I'm 36 years old. Look at me, my big boots. I'm a big boy. I'm a big man. Instead of putting off that bullshit hyper-masculine vibe that makes, that, that just is just, it's just horrible, man. It like ruins the world. Instead of putting on that, 
I can laugh at myself. I can open up. I can be vulnerable. And instead of trying to insert myself and push myself, and like in the podcast last week where I talk about instead of whole, instead of pushing and inserting myself into this situation to prove that I'm to prove that I'm a man, then I can just pull back a little bit and I can laugh with him about this whole other thing. I can laugh with him about my baby face. I can laugh with him about me, how I look young. And, and then, and then all of a sudden we develop a type of friendship. Being open and vulnerable develops a type of friendship, right? And in that situation, all of a sudden, I start to recognize myself differently. I start to recognize myself with more love. I start to recognize myself with more potential. I start to recognize myself as not a slave behind my my looks and my features, and rather a person with gifts that gets to come in and celebrate no matter what it is on this face no matter what it is on this body, because I'm open and vulnerable about it, right? And so when I'm open and vulnerable about it, that means that, that, means that I, can, I can breathe. I can breathe and I'm free to talk whatever I want to talk about. You know, I don't have to prove myself in any situations because I'm open and vulnerable. You can accept me for how I am because I've accepted me for how I am. Now, there I've got to say that living this style of life is tremendously better than the other one where I always lived where I was trying to prove myself, right? Because now when I shave my face, I actually like it. I used to shave my face, no lie. A year ago, I started to see a counselor. 2 weeks on our on our second week or something like that I I I I came into the counseling session and I had just shaved my face and I told her that I barely felt like I could talk to her because I felt like a different human being so we started working on this very concept, right? We started we started looking at, okay, well, I obviously look at myself. I obviously take so much like investment. I take so much concentration on on how I'm presenting myself, what I'm saying, what I'm doing that I'm not just being open and vulnerable. Rather, I'm I'm holding back. And if I'm not being open and vulnerable, then people can't see me and they can't love me for who I am. Only when I'm open and vulnerable do people know who the real Mark Turnipseed is. Only if I'm willing to see myself as a part of this one world, right? As not this like unique identifier out there, as not the center of the world. As long as I can see myself as connected, right? I like to, one of my, one of my favorite quotes within a beautiful stream called life is to become centered, not the center. That's one of my favorite quotes that I came up with a couple of years ago. Become centered, not the center. Because it's, it's so easy when you start thinking about mindfulness to become the center of your mindfulness. But that's not what mindfulness is about. It's about becoming centered. And if you're becoming centered, then you're open and vulnerable to everything that's coming in and you let it flow out and flow through you, everything that's coming in. 
and you and you don't hold on to any of it, right? So you don't hold on to the idea that you looked this way at 24 to 28, and then now you're different. You're not holding on to it, right? It's just coming in. It's this information coming in. It's this knowledge. It's coming in, and it's going out, and it's moving through you. It's a process of life. It's a loving, wonderful place to be. And if you don't know how to get there, guys, re-listen to this podcast and give it some thought. Seriously, just give it some thought and try to sit with your in your mirror and accept that the way that you present today has no bearing, really. It has no bearing because your face, your face is literally, I mean, yes, right, right here, when I look at my face, it matters, but within one second, two seconds. It does not matter, man. It really does not matter if if you are the most hideous person in the world and you had a pure heart of love, then you don't have to hide that hideous face. You don't have to hide your your insecurities. You really don't have to hide your insecurities. Guys, let's look at this. Let's look at this for what it really is, okay? I have this stuff on my face and it covers and it hides, you know, my skin. It covers and it hides the shape of my bones, right? It's like the men's makeup, basically, having a beard on your face. It's like the men's makeup. And and when I take it off, it actually exfoliates my skin, which is nice. Put on some nice little Halo Halo 42 oil on my skin right after I get the shave done. And it feels like nice and smooth and soft. So what it what it does physically is actually helping my skin. Now, what it does mentally is it it makes me feel a little bit younger, right? And it's just an ever so slight change. It's just an ever slow, so slight change. This ever so slight change is the same type of thing that can happen when we make ever so slight changes inside of our hearts and inside of ourselves. When we make a, an ever so slight change that I'm going to do something a little bit differently, then we're going to start to come off as a different person. Now, if we take too much investment into that and we start to concentrate too much on that, like I was with my face after shaving it, then it's going to infiltrate our thoughts and we're not going to be able to accept that this doesn't really matter, right? So the first things first is that we just, we make the change and then we, we accept where it is. We accept where it is within us, right? We accept where it is. And then we move on to being open and vulnerable about it. We move on to not trying to hide it. We move on to being vulnerable about it and allowing thought other people's thoughts and words to come in, and then when they do, to go right through us so that we can interact with those thoughts rather than holding on to them and becoming emotional about them. We can, we can, we can then talk about them. We can laugh about them. We can develop friendships over them. And then the last thing that happens, we finally get to step in and celebrate ourselves. We get to celebrate ourselves because here's what happened when we're when we when we accept then we're open and vulnerable people come around you when you when you think that people were going to 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 start hating you more right when you think that people were going to start to laugh at you more because of your baby face when you think that when you think that you're going to start having a, a more difficult time and be more lonely people wrap their arms around you because you know what now they can trust you now they know you for face value whereas before they could tell that you were trying to hide something you weren't accepting you were you were trying to tell them 
them what was more important about you by trying to by trying to insert yourself and by trying to say, you know what, even though I might have a baby face, I'm a big freaking man. You know, that type of style of living is really hard to love. It's really hard to love a person who has that style of living, who's always trying to prove themselves to you. You don't have to prove yourselves to other people, guys. All you have to do, you don't have to prove yourself to other people, guys. All you have to do is be open and vulnerable. Be open and vulnerable and show your true self. The, the one really, run really pressure you should have is, can I prove that I am truly myself every single day? People come around you. People give you hugs. People ask you to be your friends. And then you get to celebrate who you are with these people. And then the biggest thing is you get to start celebrating who they are. You get to start giving back to the world instead of being so wrapped up in your head about how you can get something from the world or how you're going to fit in in the world or how you're going to take part in the world. The world begins to give to you. So if you like this Seeds of Change podcast, then please, please, please hop on over to my Patreon website where you can support the Seeds of Change podcast with a little monthly donation. I love you guys so much. I love doing this podcast. Let's keep it on the air. I hope to hear from you in my email boxes, on my Instagram, and any sort of way you can get in touch with me. This has been the Seeds of Change podcast. Everybody, I am your host, Mark A. Turnipseed. I hope you have just an absolutely wonderful week. I will be on the flip side. And I hope you like this red color. Let me know if you like the what red color. The red color for all y'all in the radio land is on the back of this. And you won't be able to see it unless you hop onto the YouTube channel. And then you'll be able to see my bright, shining, perfect shaven beautiful face beautiful baby face and we can baby face together and we can laugh about it all day long all right everybody happy happy monday i am mark turnipseed your host seeds of change